Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation, the podcast to support your spiritual revolution. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and this recording is from a live stream that I did on the Conscious Awakening Network, where I was talking with Lowell Johnson about digital renditions that he's done of other dimensions and realms, including Inner Earth. This was a fantastic live stream with many live participants. So one thing to note is that you're tuning into an audio recording of a webinar that was heavily focused on images. So you're still gonna get a lot out of this episode in terms of knowledge that's shared and the high vibration that's coming through from Lowell and the group's energy. But you also may want to tune into the live, sorry, the video on YouTube of the live stream for a more complete experience because there's, you'll be, you'll be able to see those images in addition to the audio that you'll hear here. So before we get started here, I just want to point you to the show notes where you can get the link to all of our sponsors and partners of the Meditation Conversation podcast, as well as some awesome discount codes for those companies. And head on over to karagoodwin.com and check out the Meditation Immersion online course or the Healing Hearth membership for ongoing support and inspiration for your meditation and spiritual growth. We have an amazing community of beautiful souls, and I would love to connect with you there as well. So please enjoy this episode. I am so happy that you guys are all here. I'm so excited that Lowell's here. This is just amazing. Um, I, I'm really excited to be talking with Lowell again. We are streaming this on the Conscious Awakening Network. So thank you so much to Sheila Seppi and the CAN team for hosting us. Lowell was featured in episodes 189 and 190 of the Meditation Conversation podcast. And we talked about his amazing journey into the inner city, inner earth city of Telos inside Mount Shasta. So if you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend tuning in and getting that story. It is expansive and activating. And today we're going to go, we're going to be focusing on the art that Lowell has been creating of inner earth. And we're going to talk about how inner earth is a key to undiscovered parts of our consciousness. Um, Lowell has shared with me that it's not just about the geographies and it's not just about like the locations. There's much more to it than that. And we are very excited to be streaming this with all of you so that you can get an opportunity to ask your questions or share uh, what the images do for you, what, what comes up with you. Uh, we're really excited to be joined by so many today. And I was just listening to our last recording, Lowell, and at the end, you expressed how you would love to do it again. And if possible, let's bring more people on. And so it's such a joy that we are able to do that. Here we are. And we've got some amazing souls who are able to join us today. So that's a real blessing so thank you again, Lowell, for generously sharing your time and energy and insights. And thank you to each of you for being here today or for watching the recording. So Lowell, hello. Well, here's <laughs> proof of my skills of manifestation, because here's what we talked about we were going to do. And so here we are. Here we I want to say um, when Kara had mentioned the two interviews that we had done before, um, 
I want to repeat what I told you the other day because it's important other people hear this too. I've been asked to do lots of interviews since this took place. And it's not like I'm finished doing them because we've moved to a whole new strata of information that's being downloaded, not just to me, although I seem to be getting a lot of it. There are a lot more people that are waking up right now and just got questions about, you know, what is going on? Not all that unlike me two years ago when Telos made itself available for me to visit. And, uh, you know, okay, who do you talk to about that? What kind of touchstone can I find? We're all looking for answers to amazing things that are happening. The earth is in a cosmic cycle moving into her new stage of consciousness. So if you can embrace that idea first, we got a good foundation on which to have this continuing conversation. But I, what I wanted to say about those interviews is, uh, I told the story many times before, something came together over those two interviews with Kara, where that was the most concise and complete versions of what had taken place up to then. That it, it, So I, my suggestion is if you haven't listened to them and you're really curious about my journey so far, there's the place that I would point you to of all the ones that I've done in the past. And so what we blossomed to today is now that my journey has matured and you know it seems like I've been on it for a long time, but most of you know it's been a couple of years since this erupted. Now, it wasn't that I didn't have accelerators uh, along the way. They kind of enhanced whatever recall to you know that stuff that was stuck in my DNA long ago. I've got more command over them than I had before. I know things that I just don't understand how I know them, but all that's at my command right now. The one thing that was missing from it, <clears throat> and the one thing that I was regretting immediately after I left TELUS and started to digest what had happened, is I wish that there was a way that I could have shown people what I saw. And it wasn't that I didn't hear, well, why didn't you take pictures of you there? Well, uh, if you know enough about the story, you knew my phone went dead before I even got in the cavity. So yeah, it was fully charged. Pulling it out at the time. Yes. Right. You're not at Disney um, World, although it really feels like it in so many ways. <laughs> you even got to go on a ride. <laughs> that's yeah, it was kind of a kaleidoscope ride. Now that I think about it and I've heard myself talk about it, you know, I can put those pieces together. Um now, yeah. so we finally, I was telling Kara how these images kind of manifested themselves. Because really, in order to tell a story, it's one thing to hear me tell a story. And there's, there's a lot of belief that goes with that. But every time we can illustrate that for someone else, it just becomes more real. And somehow, all of this crossed my path in a way that there was no question, it was all divinely inspired. I don't call myself an artist by any stretch of the imagination. I'm a Capricorn, so I can replicate stuff in Photoshop like you've never seen. However, <laughs> I am not that right brain creative person that can just do that. And I have great regard for people that can. Um, so the details that are coming out in these images that you know I've Spawn, that's probably the best way to say that. Um, we're all helped one way. Mm. Well, I had I hoped, you know, and when I left Telos, that I could have removed my head 
like a VR unit that you could put on your head so that you could see what I saw. Yeah. And over time, I thought, you know, somewhere along the way, I'm going to find, you know, some way of someone's going to help me illustrate that. Because in my mind, I wasn't that guy. And I had asked to be on a podcast back in November. Um, one of the host sidekicks was a graphic artist. His name's Luis. So I want to give Luis a shout out and credit because he's really responsible for all this happening. When he showed me some things that he had prepared, he had heard Telos, um, he had heard Inner Earth. And in preparation for the podcast, while we were preparing, he wanted to show me some images that he had created in this AI program, illustration program called Midjourney. It sits on the Discord platform. So if you're a gamer at all, you know the Discord platform, Midjourney is an application that sits on top of that. It is um, an AI illustration program. So you feed it keywords and it gives you four different ideas of what it thinks you want. Um, you can either upscale one of the one of the four if you like it enough and, and then it grows in detail. Um, and if you don't, you can just re-roll the whole thing and you'll get a whole subset, but you'll never see the same thing again. Well, Luis had showed me one image in particular. And so I'm going to pull this one up first so you can see how kind of this all started. <laughs> he had used the keywords for Telos and Inner Earth. And he came up with some images that he thought depicted that. And so he didn't have just one, he had dozens of them. And when I saw them, they were amazing. But this one in particular, when I saw it, I was stunned by it. And I thought, oh my God, that looks like the surface up there on the top. And that this is the light hallway down to the halls of Amenti. See all the books here that are waiting in your Akash? When I saw this, I said, can I have that? Well, he was gracious. And of course, he gave it to me. But when I questioned him more about, you know, where it came from, and um, uh, I was hoping he was going to explain how he was going to help me. Because mm -hmm. in my mind, I still saw him. He's the illustrator. He can help me do this. In the next 72 hours, he pointed me to this platform where um, I could log in and I could sign up. And I have an aptitude for technology. Always had it. And so this was just going to be a new thing. And it wasn't that I didn't like Photoshop, but I, I just was puzzled by something that wasn't really an illustration program that he gave a keyword. So I was curious about it. Well, it took me 72 hours to perfect that, understand what Discord was and the account you made for that and mid-journey and how it worked within that and how your account for that worked. And once I did... Then it's all about the proper keywords. And as time goes on, there's even a difference in the sequence of the keywords that I put in that would demonstrate differences in the outcomes. And so when I started to refine it, I went back myself after I used this. So let me pull up a few others. Ones that depicted Telos, I thought, okay, well, let's see what happens when I feed it the proper keywords. Let's see what the results actually end up being. 
And, and so, so the last one you showed was created by Lu- Luis. By Luis, yes. Okay. Everything you're going to see after that now are things that were done on my watch. <laughs> so when you saw that with the one that Luis, the Halls of Amenti, mm-hmm. what did that what what did that trigger with you within you? Like was it familiar had, uh, visually? Oh God, yes. Yeah, there was a there was an energetic sensation that I got that, that I was at peace in that place and I knew exactly what it was and what was available there, because from that space, the infinite of the Akash is all waiting right there. Mm-hmm. And when you can connect at the proper frequency and the, the proper vibration, you have access to it. It so was. When- I've heard you talk about being like in the Akashic records and even a recorder, if I'm not mistaken, an Akashic recorder. So when you are in the records, I'm curious, does it look similar to that in terms of like, does it look like books or like a library like that? Because I've seen things that they look like almost like record albums in gold like um, all facing out and and like in columns and rows, which I feel like I'm tapping into the Akash in that sense. But I'm curious, like, what does it look like for you? It's, um, you know, we're trying to make our 3D brains I know. work in ways that, you know, uh, I don't want to call it a limitation, but it is a limitation. Absolutely. Because the, these areas... Although uh, the inner earth things that trigger for me um, look new earthish, and you'll see this is the very first thing that I ever popped up when I put Telos in inner earth, and this is the first thing that came up, and I went, oh my God, that does look inner earthish. You can understand the cavity that was underneath there. So when I suggested that when I saw the city of Telos from the perspective that I saw it, um, I tried to look up to see, you know, where the top of this thing capped out and there was no way to do that. So it, you did have the sense that there, you know, that you were inside, but you couldn't see the, the ceiling for lack of a better word. I know yeah. it was like in many, my many mind, levels. I'm underground in my mind, I'm underground. And yet this place is lit like daylight. There's mm-hmm. no streams of daylight coming in. So you got to navigate your way around. Okay. Well, what's generating the light that's here. And still, again, you can't see the top of whatever, you know, whatever I'm in, I can't see it. Yeah. So now how do we factor that into illustrations that, you know, people could understand? This was the second one that I had come up with. And this this was more representative of the white pyramid in the middle of the city with the crystal um, buildings outcropped all around it. This is so... um indicative of or such a representation i think of what you described when you were with the pyramid and looking at it and all the crystalline light and how the the you know there was no sunlight or outside light but it was daylight you know it was like when i saw this i was like oh my gosh that's like what i was imagining as i was listening to you describe what you were looking at yeah bear in mind as you're looking through this, and I trust you're looking at these things with an open mind, that 
Telos and inner earth are higher dimensional platforms, planes than we are used to. These are great 3D illustrations of the things that we'll see there. But this doesn't take into account the ethers that are there between dimensions. The fact that we have an interest in these things tells me right now that everyone that's here and watching these things has already some connection to something higher than themselves. And I like to call that dimension straddling. You already got one foot in the next dimension. And thank God, because if we want to go into detail, and this platform isn't for that today, but in preparation for what's coming, what's imminent, your vibration has to match where New Earth is going. And she is coming right around the corner. That's what all of this preparation is about. So it's been wonderful as I've been showing these things and getting people's reaction. And again, I wasn't really interested in suggesting what these places were and influencing them. I really wanted to see when people saw it, if their reaction matched mine. That was the barometer that I was looking for. So this was just another version of it. Remember that Telos wasn't just the first level. There are five levels of TELUS, and it said that it, it, the mass of area covers is 25 square miles. This is just another part of it. Mm -hmm. So when we, when that idea sunk in, and the nature of oh, all these wooded areas and forests and other areas, that's when these things started to spawn. Now, first of all, the other area I did see that day, other than the first area, was their hydroponic gardens, and these are as close to those renditions as I can come up with. There's no soil really to speak of. These are all filled with, you know, um, fed through crystal infused water. And really that's the nature of what they grow. It's interesting, it, uh, the, the color, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, mm -hmm. The colors in the last one, how purpley they are, it's like we're, you know, hitting that higher light spectrum. So you've got the greens and so forth, but you're, it, it's like it's at the, the higher end of the, the visible spectrum. It's just fascinating. It's good for you to notice that because the violet flame is influences is everywhere in this dimension, everywhere. Yeah. So when you see purple, I want you to think that that's exactly what you're supposed to pick up on because that's exactly what you're getting. And I tried to do justice to the colors that you're going to see in the next area. And this is very colorful. Let me cue you up, boys and girls. This, is, and this isn't even close to the spectrums of things that you're going to be able to experience then. This and sound, both those spectrums are going to enhance greatly. But for what I had to work with, these are remarkably close. Now, what it reminded me of, and it took me a little time to kind of get past, when I saw this area, I still was stuck on the idea first that according to what we've learned and what I think I understand, when Lemuria finally fell, she... Um, 25,000 Lemurians finally made it to Shasta because when it sank, it sank so quickly. They had made provisions for a couple hundred thousand. They just didn't make it. Um, it's said, though, that along the way, there were 
two years ago when I got this understanding, there were 1.2 million Lemurians on the planet. Now, whether they were fourth dimensional in um, inner Earth and in Telos, I wasn't, didn't know, because there are certainly Lemurians that are third dimensional still walking around and living their lives in Mount Shasta. That we know for sure. Um, you mean in, in it or or showing up as humans in Shasta above ground? Yes. They live there. They've taken this form. And really? when you see them, they're unmistakable because they're tall and they're, they, they, there aren't a lot of them that come out and commute too much. Uh, they, there's no, in, they don't contact others. Mm-hmm. Um, but a few people that I've been blessed to uh, meet because after my visit, it was a couple months later, and one of the colleagues I'd met in Shasta had said, you know why they invited you in? And I said, no, can you shed some light on this? He says, because you're one of them. And there's a guy over here I want you to meet because he's one of them, and he looks just like you. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a so, lot to get your head around. <laughs> well, let me kind of update since then. The last channeling, I serious channeling I had with the Lemurians was... I, you know, I, I get messages that come and go, but this last one was concentrated. It was really in June where a couple of things became evident. One, that they say it's time for humanity to understand their vibration. They're not going to learn English and translate what they need to learn. No, no. You need to get your big pants on and learn what vibration is in the first place and start to understand that that's how we all communicate when we get to that level. But they want all of humanity to understand the vibrations so they can begin to communicate with people beyond myself. Mm-hmm. Um, they're ready for that. Um, there was another stage to this. Um, oh, in that message, along with that, the total number of Lemurians that are on the planet was made known. It's 4.5 million. Wow. Now, I don't know where they're scattered all over the planet, but in fact, that's the number of Lemurians that are here incarnated in some fashion. Wow, that's amazing. Yes. This was as close to the council chamber as I could come. It was uh, a round room. It was crystal walls around it. And really the table and chairs in that room were the only things I really saw that were made out of wood because everything is kind of all crystalline as you would expect. So uh, let's stop there and let's see, where should we take you next? (laughs) Um, So now you kind of got an idea of how all this began. So when I started to create some other keywords on stuff that would trigger, I I started to see other things that were familiar not only to me, but to other people when they began to see them. So I'm trying and, to find and while you, again. Oh, yeah, while while you're looking at that, so a lot of the ones that we were just looking at were reminiscent of Telos. Yes. Now a lot of the other ones that that I've seen are more like portals, and they may be portals related to Atlantis. They may be portals that are galactic. I'm curious about 
the the inspiration for those because we know with telos that you physically went into telos yes so with these other things is it a conscious you know that you're you're moving with your consciousness or like a bilocation or can you yes. share a little bit about that yeah some of it is uh, instances that people have talked about there was somebody who had seen some of my images, and when she was a child, she had this illustration she had drawn. She had seen in the sky a city of light, but she knew the city of light was a huge mothership. She got that, and this was the illustration that she'd made. Well, she's writing a book about herself, and she wanted to use one of my illustrations for the cover, and she said, well, you know, here's kind of my background story, and um, can you help? There were a few that she had seen I'd done that she thought was going to work. Um, but when I started to apply that, I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself because really these are the last ones I've created since then. Let me show you what they ended up looking like. But when I was thinking of the idea of, okay, that's a city of light and these are motherships, how many times have you, you know, look at the bottom of it. So if I was to presume that I'm down there in the city, I can really see the bottom of that cloud and nothing above it. But when in fact, yes, if we believe that they are shielding, you know, cloaking, cloaking. motherships, uh -huh. this was the first illustration I came up with. And I went, this is freaking cool. That is awesome. We, this we was do? the second one because it had yeah. a crystal city within that mothership. Oh, wow. So that is that the ether around the city is a ship? Yes. Wow. Yeah, mushrooms is right. Right, right. <laughs> and the, there's a question about the application that can generate the images. It's called Mid Journey, and Mid -journey. it works within the Discord platform. Okay, thank you. I like this one too, because look at from the perspective of the ground. I know. I certainly saw seeing a cloud like that with a rainstorm underneath it, not thinking that, oh, no, there's a mothership hidden above it. This right. was positioned over Shasta. And and Shasta is really known for the lenticular clouds that, that exactly. go around it. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a week that passes anymore that you can't see somebody that hasn't posted a picture of that phenomenon going on around there. And then this was the last one from this batch. Oh, wow. So you give me the proper keywords and let me see what I can come up with. She was particularly interested because when she was a young child, she saw this happen. She was in a house in front of a lake and um, saw this city of light in the sky. So this was as close as we got. But yeah. Wow. That last one in particular, I get this like tingle Kind of not quite at the third eye, but sort of like up, you know, and a little bit forward of my crown. But I'm curious for people who are watching if you have any, if anything gets triggered, because of course, like we can look at it with our eyes, but we can also look at it and notice, you know, what, what we feel inside, you know, and uh, so we get a lot of little clues that way. So feel free to share we have a question. Is the plane we live on a flat earth or round earth or hollow plateau centric plane? Do you have any thoughts about that? <laughs> earth is a sphere. Make no mistake. Earth is a sphere, gang. It's actually a star. 
we hold the star disc in the middle of us. So um, if you still want to, that's my position. Um, I'm not here to debate it. It just makes sense to me. If it doesn't resonate with you, then I certainly respect that. But if you're asking my opinion, there's my answer. Yeah. I, so yeah, thank you. These I'm going to show you were all inner earth related. And let's see, I get these. Oh. And, okay. When I started to see these like areas of forest and rivers and waterfalls, I mean, they're all peaceful and serene, but these were the things that I started to create after that. So these were more inner earth related. And every time I could find somebody in the image, I left it there mm -hmm. with the idea that picture yourself in this picture, because those of you that have the ability to bilocate can get there. When I've showed these to people, they have had experiences like you did, whether they were a physical sensation that they got in their third eye or a shiver that came over them or something, people have resonated with the images and many of them have said, I know this place. So these were all sacred pools and waterfalls. And I, I mean, think when I got finished creating all these, I had like 60 of them, Kara. <laughs> wow. And so these are these are now not telos necessarily. These are inner earth. Inner correct. earth. Not not telos is a part of inner earth. Mm -hmm. So it's likely you'll see this terrain in those 25 square miles of telos. It's one city within Agartha in inner earth. And then I I in terms of, again, I, I know I kind of touched on this earlier, but just to clarify, when you've experienced these, it's been like a bilocation or a, a consciousness entering these yes. realms. Yeah. Yes. And do you have an idea of the geography or is it more of like a general, a general place? You know, inner. these are, I have a vision of where I think inner earth is in her, in the, in the next plane. Mm -hmm. And there is much physicality about it that mirrors what we already seen, subtract everything that's man-made because yeah. we won't be, none of that is going to exist. But when you can manifest whatever you wish, we don't have to worry about where we're going to live, where we're going to eat. Those things are off the table. Mm -hmm. the, the idea of um, what we were going to eat, and I mentioned, I wanted to mention this while we were looking through the hydroponic gardens. I had wondered for myself, with the number of Lemurians that lived there, how in the world, even if that crop somehow perpetuated itself quickly, which I assumed it would, um, how does it feed the entire population? Well, here's the answer to that, and it wasn't a simple one to conclude. First of all, you are no longer this carbon body that has to maintain it by feeding it food. You are about to transform your light form into a crystalline, and they eat because they enjoy it, not because it's necessary to maintain themselves. So I got sense. sidetracked. Yeah, yeah. 
See, now when you see this, this is more of an, a good example of a dimensional view of this, where, yeah, maybe the rivers and things don't flow the way that they did. And nonetheless, look at how beautiful they are. Get and used to the idea of seeing things you've never seen before and that the impossible is actually possible. There's so many layers and depths to these as well. You know, like with this one, if you keep looking at it, you know, you kind of have the, the, you can kind of see the upper layer and then it comes down yes. and there's like a middle layer and just keeps sort of going deeper and deeper. And for me, there's like a consciousness relation to that too, the different levels of our consciousness and how deeply we can go, you know, we have our surface level consciousness and we can keep kind of getting deeper and deeper within it. And I keep seeing that in the layers in these as you know i had to go back to look at them and appreciate the detail and really last week i ended up putting almost 300 of these in a book for that very reason that people wanted to pour over them because once you really get to look in at the detail oh my god there's much more to this then meets the eye when you just kind of glance at it and you want to spend some time looking into it well, that's exactly the purpose. This yeah. is to help reacquaint you. I say reacquaint you with inner earth because all you beautiful souls have already spent time there. Right. I mean, even in a lot of these, there's a, there's reflection in the water, which is also, you know, a layer of our consciousness. You know, I've mm -hmm. seen it as like fractal mirrors where forms that I interact with in the external are actually fractal mirrors. And, you know, everything really is that reflection, like very literally a reflection back of, of, at me. Um, but then seeing that in some of these with the water and how it's reflecting back, it's, it's there's so, it's so layered. Yeah. I, I love to hear you say that. I pick up on, you know, I've been around light orbs now. I, I was fascinated by pictures I've seen of them. Uh, but I've, I've, over time, met family that lives up in Shasta and has 20 acres and experienced them for myself. So I pay attention when I see them in some of these images, like floating off um, some of these waterfalls. Some uh, I can see orbs, you know, like emanating out of it. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yes, this is the inner earth we have look, to look forward to. This is how beautiful it is. This is what I meant by the light orbs that just kind of make their way out. They're magical. Yes. Wow. And then that. It has like a portal feel to it. The last one mm -hmm. also. All of them have the capability like there. You knew if you stand in this stream of light, something is going to happen. It's interesting as well, because there are like in some of them sort of like ancient looking um, construction, mm -hmm. marble or um you know columns stone sure yeah yeah stone that's fantastic 
Ooh. <laughs> so then is um, there's a lot there. <laughs> is that a planet yes. above that? Um, it, that's in the background. That's right. Mm. Wow. All right. So that was outside. Okay. So we do I've, we do have some questions here. It's hard for me ahead. to keep up too. Sorry. So Fire we've got um, it feels something is being completed at the heart, like connecting to a greater fulfilling sensation through pictures. That's a sharing on what is being experienced as they look through. I some- totally agree with that sentiment. These are look, I'm just a vessel gang. These things are being pushed through me so that other people can be triggered by them. So whoever said that is exactly right. Mm. We've got uh, one that says, I've always had a feeling of wanting to go to a place of bliss, good energy. I feel my body pulling me to it, but my mind logically doesn't know where to go, where to actually go to align with this feeling. I don't know if you have any thought. I'm sure a lot of people resonate with that, where it's like, is there some place physically where we can go to kind of connect with we, what we feel is happening on the inside? Well, you can. It, I, I know I can speak to the experiences I've had at Shasta. I've been in Sedona, had the same thing. But I don't want to suggest that those are the only two places that anybody can have these miraculous experiences. They can happen anywhere. I've been in many national parks. I find when I can find a place that's quiet, quiet and solitude, I can connect no matter where I am to nature from there. But I've had a bond with nature forever anyway. Um, that's how I get there. I'm not quite sure how to speak to others getting there because you're all on your own journeys and you're going to find that's your own it. way there. Yeah, we now, all have such unique expressions and paths. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, and we don't want to interrupt that. We're just here to allow that and you know support you along your way, you sovereign being along the way. These were more dimensional in thinking. So when you see images like this and it looks like it's pouring into something, well, that's really what the ethers are like between dimensions. So it's quite possible that it might look like that. Then I, we saw these like aerial snapshots um, of areas of inner earth that people were triggered by. Yeah. This one's kind of got a as above, so below. I was going to say that same it. thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Man. And then these are just majestic. Yes. Wow. So lush. Mm-hmm. Get used to that idea because that's what is next. And I think we miss that, you know, in mm-hmm. this day and age, so many of us you know, see nature being deconstructed all around us. Yeah. More reflections. Oh, that was one of my favorites. Mm. All right. Well, let me, now that I've shown you a bunch of outside things, let me show you some of 
Um, like inside Telos. Okay. Sorry for the delay. I wish there was a better way to cue those up before, but anyway. That's all right. These are within Telos. You're going to find images of Lemurians around um, temples and some um, bigger areas. Um, there are some, there's a mystery school shot in here, but um, these were all reminiscent. You've already seen this image of the council chamber. I don't this know if we was, saw, did we uh, see that particular one already? Because that's the mm -hmm. one with the... Oh no, there's, with, I'm just curious about the ceiling above it. I don't know if we saw this one. Oh no, we're not there yet. Ah, but just okay. hang on. Okay, I'll wait. I'll be patient. That would be this one. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, this, <laughs> what, this is, what do they call this space? This is the court of com communique, court of communique. So you can see that's like a hologram over it. And there's a discussion taking place here interdimensionally. So those beings, just like when you bilocate, don't need to be in this space in order for them to communicate with bodies in this group. They're still okay. part of the collective. Does that make sense? It, yes. And the same thing is happening because I messaged you the first time I saw this and I was like, there's some... Thing going on with my third eye where it was like it reminded me of like a periscope going like like focusing but it was like going out and coming in and going out like it just was pulsing but like extending and coming back and extending and coming back I didn't see it right away when you pulled this up but after looking at it for about 30 seconds I was like oh yeah there it is and I feel different activations at my third eye with at different times, but that is unique to this picture. I've never experienced that that I uh, remember in another uh, in another scenario. Now that's you know, twice. They, they trigger different <laughs> timelines that you probably wandered. So there are things in these images that people have been triggered by. Um, I've been triggered by lots of them, which is why I've amassed this collection, yeah. but not to the degree that some people have. And so, again, I love to hear what is going on with everybody else so that I can kind of get a frame of reference. And believe me, guys, as mature as it sounds as more my journey is, I'm still looking for people to explain things on the, my journey, too. I'm no different than anybody else in that regard. I'm just a little quicker along and my journey for whatever reason is rapidly advancing quickly. Um, but I, I think I have, I, I understand the reasons why that mm. this process we're going through this cosmic process is imminent and everything our guides are doing to get our attention, to pay attention to where our vibration is and make sure that it's at a level that's going to be consistent with earth when she shifts her cosmic shifting has nothing to do with a collective kumbaya effort on humanity. She's in a cycle of her own. We are the ones that get to choose whether we're going to ascend or not with her. 
not the other way around. Mm. So this was just another uh, entry to a temple area. There were lots of them in the area. So this, do you see these as like portals? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Yes. This is a portal directly to the Pleiades. Wow. Okay, it's that gives me shivers. one of my favorite shivers. images in there. Mm -hmm. mm. Wow. You see light and beams of light, white light, especially in lots of these areas. These this, domes. Sorry, Lowell, go ahead. This is an Akashic meditation chamber. Um, you know, you, your being can't really get into this space unless it vibrates at the same level. So as a visitor, you can come to this place, but it'll do you no know, good to get in because you can't really take advantage of the energy that's there. Having set the stage, though, once you do in this area, these Akashic uh, engagement centers, once you vibrate the same level, you have access to the infinite archives of the Akashic records at this level and at this density there. So this is one of those areas where you can come and just meditate and dwell on whatever subject you want to gain more at. Your spiritual journey is never over. Your ability to learn and learn more on behalf of source is never over. Once you get to the next level, though, we're not learning rules. Uh, I'm sorry. We're not learning new experiences with a duality attached to it. We're not going to learn the good and the bad and the hot and the cold and the black and the white of everything anymore. Will those things occur? Yes, they will. But we all at that level understand we are all part of each other. We understand what the law of one means and what love, unity, and compassion means when we treat each other. So um, we're, we're in a different realm of thinking to begin with. Yeah, I love that. I've seen different in, in these. So here's another with the dome. And mm -hmm. that's something that comes up a lot in my sort of journeys or multidimensional experiences where, um, you know, there, there is that dome. And a lot of times it's like a, a spiraling or um, it's kind of like it cascades down, but it's rotating as it's doing so. Um, but they feel very like mosque-like almost on this earth plane where it's like, oh, it feels like being in, you know, some sort of dome, like a religious dome almost, because we see the renditions that way on earth. But I keep seeing them here too. And they're, you know, if you're standing under it, there's a dimensional mirror there of, of that from a I consciousness agree. perspective. Yeah, in some of these, I can see when I look through this from the perspective where they'd be standing, I can see like a, there's a blueprint, just like a sky print. Mm -hmm. So here, if I want to look at the constellations, I know what time of year it is because the constellations in this part of the sky, um, you know, perhaps. This is the collective we need to, you know, appreciate more and more are the solarians and back when earth was first formed 
and the jurisdiction of it was determined by the Galactic Federation, if you want to see it from that perspective. There were two entities, as we know. There was the Salarians who were the benevolent, you know, beings, and they were granted, you know, dominion over the earth and to make sure that it was going to prosper and do well. And then there was the Nephilim, who were also going to have access to it. But um, that whole violet flame mandate is what started then. And it's the Salarian's job to just keep that alive. Now, the Nephilim wanted access to the lower realms, but they were stuck only having access to the first and second dimensions. They weren't ever going to evolve beyond that. However, the fact that they did caused a lot of chaos along the way. Well, since then, and if you want to follow linear timelines, as I understand it, sometime in the mid-90s, that had shifted possession, shall we say? Guardianship has shifted from where the Nephilim had been all now to the Salarians. So there's a process that's taking place right now where there are areas that are being cleared for the dimensional process, for the ascension process. And um, people are being drawn to these areas all over the planet. They don't know why. Some of them are sent there to clear. Some of them are just starting to move there. Others are still clueless about any of this that's going on. But all of that had to do with when the Salarians took over their guardianship, um, they began to prepare these areas on the surface of the planet. So 20% of them have been established as these golden Taya allotments. They are already energetically charged for the next dimension. So people that need to step into that, that aren't ready, um, here are those safe zones that are being determined as we speak. And this has been going on for a while. The, some of us are becoming more aware of it, um, but there was a challenge to hearing this information because the way that it came to me was through a channeling that had been done many years ago. And of course, it came across my path like it was supposed to. But within the body of that work, in the first couple of paragraphs, I think it just says straight out what it believed this linear timeline to be. And it said that the shift was going to be imminent sometime between the time frame of 2015 and 2025. So oh, wow. we are certainly within that window. Right. And if you sense what's been going on from a solar weather perspective, which is where that influence is coming to change things on Earth anyway, you see there's been a constant uptick in all that. We're yeah. way ahead of scale on um, solar influences. It's just a matter of time. So when we watch them, um, you know, I, I wanted to be mindful of what was in that document because it can certainly cause, you know, people who wanted to look at this as a catastrophic event, it, they would be stuck there. That's not going to do your own energy any good or, you know, the tribe that you're that you posse up with. Um, and to some people, it is going to be catastrophic. The the way I understand the physical sensations of what Earth is going to go through, yeah, there's some physical manifestations. We're not done with tornadoes and earthquakes and volcanoes erupting. She's adjusting to what's coming next. 
-hmm. and getting used to that frequency and her and the the orb is just taking shape now when, when you, you understand she's dimensional and that fourth dimension is not bound by the hard dirt and clay and stuff that we want to think we have to you know ad adapt to many things are going to change between now and then but i bring this to your attention because it's going to change soon mm. so when this was one of the meeting rooms for the solarians which is how i got off topic well and, this and when is you another say gathering. when you say solarians do you mean of the sun yes exactly okay. and i wasn't familiar with the other um group that you mentioned that started with an n the nephilim Nephilim. Those are the dark angels that, you know, oh. whoever fell from grace, that's okay. who these guys were. The okay. Solarians are spelled S-O-L-A-R, like solar, I-A-N-S, mm -hmm. Solarians. Okay. okay. And they are large and in charge. Thank you, Nancy. You're welcome. <laughs> now, this is one of my favorite things. And um, it was Dave Wallace who kind of helped put this into perspective. You know, we all look up in the sky and we see, you know, we believe we've seen lights moving in the sky that we've ruled out. They're not planes, they're not satellites. We know that this takes place. Well, this in Telos, that thing you see in the middle is an interstellar conveyance sphere. And when you step in that, you've just turned that into a light vehicle and you can go anywhere on the planet that you wish to go. Those things that you see in the sky is this thing right here. Wow. This is mystery school. And in mystery school, you know, you see books around these people, but there's no agenda like that. Mystery school is uh, an individual curriculum, shall we say. Everyone's living their own life, walking on their own journeys, but still requires the support of people around them and information that's supposed to cross my path. So we may talk about the nature of the world and how it affects things, but we're not studying math or English or Greek. That's not the knowledge that's being passed here. And really, it's always an exchange. So if you think that just because the person that's sitting in the middle of that might seem to be like they're six years ain't um, earth years, they're probably wiser than the rest of us collectively in the room and about to share the information. It's the play on light in there too is interesting. Like the light, the photons, the photonic light Everywhere. is part of the program, the curriculum, or, you know, as well. Very important for you to say that and have people realize that light, light, light is really what I want you to understand. Mm. Wow. That's a portal to somewhere else. Those arches too, I see a lot in my mm -hmm. inner visions, um, you know, column or, or almost like corridors that are lined with arches just like that. That's fantastic. This was one of my favorite portals first. Just look at, I don't know mm -hmm. how vast you're looking out, but it's just me looking at the cosmos. This was another portal going from here to somewhere. Wow. Again, the colors, 
you know, it's like, it's trying to capture that, the, the colors that are beyond our ability to see with our human eyes that, you know, maybe you've seen in your inner sight, you know, I know that I have seen colors that I, that are not earthly and it's like, how, how do you capture that using our color spectrum? But it's, it's hinted to for sure in here, for sure. Everywhere, uh, the, the theme here I'm trying to convey is full spectrum light. We absorb light all the time. It's in the form of photon energy that comes from, from the sun. And it affects all sentient life. It affects the planet because she's a sentient being. And that's what her consciousness rises tied to. But we're sentient beings as well. We're being changed at a cellular level to prepare for these molecular changes that when I suggest we're changing from this form to crystalline, here's where it's happening, boys and girls. And we're about to step into the next realm. So your vibration has to match that of what's around you. And if it does, here's what you're about to experience. So we, as human beings, have been kind of stuck and limited because this, if you look at that energy that's coming at us as nourishment, and you should, that we've been living on what's called half oriantric light. What we are receiving now, because since the cosmos is repositioned and we're in the new cycle, there's a new progression of equinoxes that we just stepped into. We are definitely in the age of Aquarius. And we've just stepped into 2000 more years of this fully charged enhanced light coming our way. That is full spectrum light coming our way. So some of the enhancements that lots of us have been getting, we've been getting downloads and we've been receiving light codes that largely we're unaware of. But what it's doing is helping our DNA adapt to higher frequencies and be able to hold greater light because that's what's coming our way. I love with this one too, the, the, um, the beings that were in the forefront, like kind of looking into that portal, they, they look like explorers, which exactly. is, you know, we are all explorers as well in terms of, uh, the, this last frontier of consciousness, you know, <laughs> that's amazing. So do you have a thought about the beings that look kind of Nordic? Do you think that they're Pleiadians or? Well, <laughs> I'd like to, my ego would like to think so. I resonate with the Pleiadians. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I want to say yes, but uh, I know that we're all really more of a mixture of star seeds than we really think. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that we want to attach ourselves, which is n natural for a 3D human being. I want to have a label and I want it to be one of those. So here's your star seed list and you pick one. I'm, and now that I understand more about, especially the Lyrans, you know, the Lyrans, when they lost the ability to stay on their planet because it became uninhabitable, they migrated to Sirius first. And it was only then when Earth was in its construction phase, and once the mantle was completed, that's when others were petitioning to colonize on Earth, and the Lyrans were one of them. 
But don't forget that as much as they now became serious, you know, inhabitants, they were Lyran to begin with. So I think that there's a lot more of that than we give credit to because we just want to find our groove and stay in it. Yeah. I'm just saying, guys, you live on super highways of, you know, timelines that you've experienced that I'm hoping that these kind of interactions help you unlock because that's what they're meant to do. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, those are really activating. Thank you so much for sharing those with us. I know somebody was asking how they can. Is, is there? I know there's a book in progress. Is there a way done. for people? No, it's done. Oh, it's done. It's done. I, oh is there God. a way for people to get a hold of it? They can. Um, I I'll get you the links to send it to them. But there's a self-publishing place that I use for the book that I did after my TELUS journaling. It's called Bookimon. And um, it went pretty quick. I mean, I didn't need a publisher to do that. I could assemble the books and put in the images I wanted. So uh, I had always been interested in making sure that when I was going to publish something, that yes, I like to read stories, but every time you can show me a picture, that's better. So all the pictures I've taken on my journeys, including the ones with light beings last year, are in that first book. Mm -hmm. So when it became evident that people were interested in these prints, that I put them on another site called Redbubble. And so if you're interested in having a print made, done, they do that. Um, but if you want to put on a T-shirt or a dress or whatever, they also do that or a knapsack. or a, They've got a million ways for you to print it out if you like that. Um, then I took those images, and I think we were talking about it earlier, and I don't want to repeat myself, but uh, somebody gave me the idea when they bought four of them the other day. I just had too much trouble picking. Can't you just make a book? Well, okay, I will. It's going to be pricey because you're asking me to put full color pictures in a, you know, a book, I will do that. And it's up to you to decide where you're going to buy it. So last week, it took me another 72 hours to crank out first the book of all the uh, inner earth and Telos and Atlantean and Lemurian impulses. And there's like 300 images in there. Well, then it appeared as though I'd neglected all of the beings that had come along the way. The druids and the elves and the fairies and the wizards and the sorceresses and the light beings. So two days after that, the second book was done. Another 300 images of just that. So both of them, if you go to my website, especially, you'll be able to find the links for all those things. Um, I, you know, I, I, it's, I don't know what to say about it because it's not like, here, guys, here's my work. No. All of this was, I'm just a vessel, and that stuff poured through me. As crazy, beautiful, interesting as it is, um, it's not mine. When people started to see it, they had concerns over copyright for me. And they said, you ought to copyright that stuff. At least put your name on it. I said, mm, I don't really care about that. And they said, what? <sighs> Here's the thing. I have trouble taking credit for something that was divinely inspired that's really meant to be out there for the masses. So really from that perspective, I don't care who has it or what they do with it, it was meant to be perpetuated. My job's done. 
Mm, well, bless you for that. Uh, somebody is asking, what is your web address? I'm going to give you the easy version because if I give you the cryptic one, it's always wrong. I, you can go to Lowell Johnson, no spaces, dot info, and you will get right to my website. Okay. Lowell Johnson dot info. Yes. It's auto-correcting me. Let me put this in the chat. Okay. Wonderful. Well, this, this has just been phenomenal. Um, you know, for me, one of the things that I find so fascinating about it, when I have my multidimensional experiences, a lot of times I go space wise, I go galactic, you know, so I'm seeing like stars, I'm seeing, um, space, you know, I'm seeing like movement, um, like I'm whizzing past stars. Um, I, I haven't traversed in a way that I've experienced inner earth myself. So it's really fascinating yet. to me <laughs> yet, but I can tell when I'm moving in a galactic way that there are places within, like there's different places where I am in my brain. There are different places within my body where my awareness is. It's like tapping into certain places that then allow me to tune into a galactic area or some, something like that. I know I'm saying this really sloppily, but, um, but this sort of like uncovers a frontier that I'm not familiar with that, that excites me because it's like, oh, okay, well now I kind of want to figure out like, how do I <laughs> tap into that? Because it, it is all within us. This is the thing. It's, it's, uh, you know, these are, there are activations that happen that, um, that can be through seeing things or hearing things or, you know, because it's all vibration. So, um, this is what's so exciting about the opportunities that come up as we discover more and more and, and people bring things to us, um, such as this, it's, it's very exciting. This is the purpose that your tribe serves. You really don't really know what they're going to bring, but when you start to have these curiosities about an experience someone else has had, that sometimes you get drawn because you were meant to go that same way too. Now that's, again, I don't want to take away from the idea that we're all on individual journeys because we are, but our, sometimes our tribe shows up to dot I's and cross T's. That was their purpose too. So I'm happy when you talk about, um, that aspect of seeing things kind of off planet, because I was thinking about that the other day and I mentioned it in, you know, whatever last dialogue I was having with somebody. And it was kind of more about now that people have seen these images and they're triggered by it. I want you to get used to the ideas, especially when we talked about that interstellar conveyance sphere, mm. the guys, it's going to be soon. You're not going to be locked and loaded to where you can crawl along on the planet you are going to be able to motor to other planets off plane that, you know, we didn't have access to. That's just as real as, you know, your feet on the ground here. I can promise you, you're going to all start to have those experiences. If you're in this room today, you're already aware of the things that we've been sharing here today. So I assume you're here to hear a little more and connect a little bit deeper because it's meant for you too.
Beautifully said. Yeah, Valerie is expressing her gratitude for the soul journey into Telos, which is, yeah, absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Wow. Well, well, we did I, it again, Kara. I know, I know. I'm like, <laughs> it's just phenomenal. I really thank you so much for, for your time and also just for all of the work that you're doing the, and how generously you're doing that. You're doing this with um, advancing people's consciousness through your sharing. And um, it's, it's really beautiful. And I'm excited that your work is out there in book form. That's really exciting. Who knew? I'll tell you the most startling thing I got a couple of weeks ago, I got an email from Redbubble, the, the company that I've got these images on, and you can buy them in different rooms, just renditions. And when I saw that I'd sold a dress, I didn't understand what that meant. A dress? Yes. <laughs> Somebody who was really, really fond of Atlantis had seen one of the appearing underground, under underwater ones. And there's like this, is it an A-frame dress? Is that what it's called? Yeah, she had this printed full, full form on it. And I got to tell you, it's freaking amazing. Wow. So she had the image on the dress itself. Wow. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and can people get your book on your site that you mentioned? Yes. Johnson.info? Yes. Okay. So that was, uh, let me write that in the chat one more time. Lowell Johnson dot info so hopefully you, you can find it on there okay well thank you so much Lowell this has been a blast and thank so, you for inviting so me wonderful. I always have fun and I when I get to share this with others that's what it was meant to do beautiful and thank you everybody for joining it was such a blessing to be with all of you today I wish you all a beautiful rest of your day and we'll have to do it again, Lowell. Yes, we will. <laughs> Thanks so much, everybody. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love to ask you for one quick favor, and that's to share this episode with one person who you think will benefit from it. Let them know you're thinking about them by sharing this episode with them right now. Thank you, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.